All right. Woo! Air horn, let it off. Woo! <laughs> you have uh, way more energy than I do. I have to, because otherwise this episode is going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. So I can't recall if we said it explicitly on the track last time or not, but we have officially changed our posting date from Thursdays to now Tuesdays. And so we used to record like early in the week so that it could be posted on Thursday. But now we're posting later in the week so that it can be posted early the following week. And I wonder if like our recording on Thursday energy is going to be different from our like recording on our Monday, <laughs> Tuesday energy. Cause I was like, will this change our whole vibe, but we will endeavor to not have that happen. You know, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Life schedule is, uh, getting the best of me at least. So this hybrid work thing makes recording difficult um you know during the pandemic we were just like yeah i mean everybody was telewatching yeah. everyone was teleworking but we were teleworking so it was just really easy to hop on the mic and record you know go from your desk to your bed to the computer to record it was really easy but now you have to factor in all these schedules at least i do so hopefully this schedule works out um better for us um we're gonna find out <laughs> sometimes when we're really wild my computer is also in my bed i'm just perpetually in my bed you said like <laughs> bed desk computer and i'm like sometimes the bed serves the function as all <laughs> um no yeah but you know the cr the super crazy thing is that we used to do this before either of us worked hybrid and or remote when we were both in the office full-time every day and you were metroing because we've talked about that aspect of it but we we're also like I just like don't know how we do it like if I'm out of my house for or how we did it I should say past tense because like if I'm out of my house for more than a couple of hours and I'm not like on vacation I'm like I I need to go home <laughs> I want to go home <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not sure how I was doing it back then either. Wild times. I also lived further and was getting up earlier. I really don't know what I was doing, honestly. After a certain age, like, the I can stay up and only get, like, four, five hours of sleep thing just doesn't work. No. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work anymore. Also, I'll, like, vaguely censor myself, but my level of Fs given, like, dwindle. You know, it used to be, I should not admit this on the track, so this is all very alleged, but it used to be in college, you're like, this paper is due, I have to not sleep. Whereas, like, if, by the time I hit grad school, if, like, the paper's not done, like, that stuff is just not happening, or you're turning it in, like, a day later, like, the all-nighter lifestyle, like, no way. Yeah. If you know, you know, and all the young people are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, someday you too. May know. Yeah. You're like, I'm showing up and that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, small wins. Exactly. <clears throat> um, yeah. 
Well, I should say welcome back to another episode of Girls with Fun after that <laughs> yeah. long intro. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be really strict on time today. Immediately takes the 180 turn and goes the other way down the road. Yeah. All right. Can I? This is apropos of nothing. Very quickly. So we talked last time. We were together. We were recording. Only by the grace of God are you well because we went to that army who travel event and guess who got covid me julie i got covid i don't know if it was at that event or if it was on the train or where but like i woke up sunday morning so like literally the day we were sitting across from each other and recording and i was like wow my throat is scratchy it must be from singing dejita at the top of my lungs at like an unhinged volume and then, like, I felt okay Monday, and then Tuesday I woke up, and, like, my nose was running, and, like, I was achy, and I took a test, and sure enough, so, like, I immediately got medicine, immediately, like, you know, did the grocery drop-off, like, I stocked up, but, like, I was mortified to tell you, and I was, like, so scared, because you and I spent the whole weekend together, like, in your car, recording, laughing loudly, like, dancing next to each other, like, there's truly no rhyme or reason. And so luckily I'm fine. I'm fully recovered. I've been testing negative since like last Sunday. It was a super mild case this time, whether because of said medicine, vaccines, you know, this isn't about that. Don't want to get flagged by whatever the algorithms are, but like <laughs> I recovered very quickly second time around, but yeah. So don't know how you didn't get sick, but like, amen. <laughs> Yeah, literally, because I, I don't know how either. Because, like you said, I mean, quite literally, you're in my house, and my it's not big, like it's not big at all. So we're sharing a lot of a lot of air, a lot well, of recycled like, air. When we were recording, we were literally using one microphone. We were using your microphone, sitting at the table together. So anytime I laughed, anytime I breathed, I was just breathing all over you. So like, yeah, miracle, miracles. Don't know. Or even if you if you had it before we went to that event, like you said, we were in that club, like screaming and like singing very loudly next to each other. And like, I didn't get it. None of our other friends got it. Or if you caught it at the club. Still, no one else got it. Like, why did it? Why you? I just don't get it. Yeah, I have no idea. The interesting thing that someone pointed out to me, so and I don't know it was the train. But when you and I went to Hobie Palooza, I took the Capital Limited train from Pittsburgh to Chicago. This time coming from Pittsburgh to DC, I took the other length of that same route, the other way of the Capital Limited to DC and back. And I'm like, is Amtrak cursed? Like, <laughs> is it that specific route that's cursed? Like, these are all baseless allegations. Like, I do not wish to slander Amtrak but I don't know what's going on but anyway I'm fine so we can carry on with our topics but that's just like a little wild side story for our listeners yeah it happened so fast I almost forgot it happened like you did <laughs> old news already really, you recovered really quickly like so yeah <sighs> um I guess one other thing we should talk about and 
I didn't talk about this with you before, but um, I just want to say like shout, not even shout out, but like my condolences, my thoughts and prayers are with the people of Turkey and Syria right now. Um, there was a really horrible earthquake a few days ago. Um, last I saw the death count was over 20,000 people, which is mind boggling. And I'm sure it's still increasing, but, um, we, we tend to call out, um, global events when we're able or aware. And so I, I just wanted to, to say that because I know we have listeners all over the world and it's truly horrible. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I mean, seeing the death toll, like double every time I get to work each morning, it's, it's just absolutely horrible. And there's no way you can like prepare for that. Right. Like sometimes you only have like a matter of seconds before you can warn people about these things. So this is just a really tragic event. So like you like you said, my heart goes out to everyone in Turkey and Syria who's dealing with this um, earthquake. We got to put like some links or something in the bio to like not bio in the in the description of this episode. (laughs) The episode bio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For ways to assist. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've seen some fans on the timeline being like, "Why aren't people in the fandom talking about this?" And I mean, I I've I've definitely seen it in news and stuff like that, but I, I totally get it. Where it kind of feels like, you know, we're talking about all these other things like the Grammys and all all these other things going on, but there's some really serious things going on in the world right now. Um. And even if we just take a moment to like share news that's happening over um, in Turkey and Syria, like that's pretty important. So um, please do check out whatever resources we do include in this episode description. I know it'll be like later by the time we um, actually get this up, but I'm sure anything can help. Yeah. And, you know, for those that have survived, it's definitely going to be a long road to rebuilding. Right. I was reading about that today, so. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um. So where do we start? I guess I never thought I would say this, but an easy one to check off the list would be the Grammys. Um. It's so weird because, like, in years past, I feel like there was so much focus on them. And I remember, like, hoping and praying or even, like, low-key expecting that something would happen. And, like, to be honest with you, I I can't speak for everyone, but, like, I had – I knew BTS wasn't there. I had, like, something else going on. And so, like, I didn't even watch it. Um, But it was just such – I'm sure some people did. So like, or if you're a fan of another artist, like totally, totally get it. But from my perspective, my personal perspective, it was such a non-event this year. Yeah. I feel like music uh, award shows in general are just declining in, um, I don't want to say participation, but viewership. Yeah. Declining in viewership, of course, with us doing away with cable TV for the most part. 
um, you kind of just check in and see what happened, like, on the internet, right? You see people posting about it on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. You really don't need to watch these things. If you want, you can go back on YouTube or, like I did, I went back and watched it on Paramount Plus, specifically for this podcast. Any other time, I wouldn't have... <laughs> I probably wouldn't have gone back to watch it. Um, but, like, yeah, you really don't have to, like, watch this in real time or even watch the full thing. You just get the YouTube clips. You get the Twitter clips, the TikTok clips of your favorite artist. Exactly. Yeah, and go, so... Yeah. I was about to say, like, just see what your faves did, check in on them. And like, that's, that's the move, I guess. But there was been like, I I guess we were away or wrapping up for the year. But there's been like with the Taylor Swift tour um, that was announced and her ticketing, there was a lot of focus on Ticketmaster. And it was like, I guess I was glad to see that like people were holding Ticketmaster accountable. But or trying to, I should say trying to. Um, but it was kind of like, I was like, yes, this is great. I'm glad people are talking about it. But also this feeling of like, this is something that probably like many different fandoms have been aware of for ages. So like, why is it now gaining traction? And I sent you something similar about the Grammys, mm-hmm. like um, on Instagram, which is how I was bringing this back around, I guess. But Um, there's this Instagram account that I follow called impact. Um, and they're one of their writers, Kasia Elaine, um, posted like a think piece about microaggressions on the Grammy voting panel. And they were focused specifically on, um, Beyonce and, um, bad bunny primarily. Um, but (sighs) I guess I found it interesting and I sent it to you because I felt like some of it tied to what we've talked about in the past with like what music is viewed as like legitimate or popular or having like broad appeal. So I don't know if you want to talk more about that or if you want to react, but that this thing that I sent to you was basically the only engagement I had with the Grammys this year. Um, <laughs> I mean, tangentially, which you touched on earlier like the whole taylor swift thing and Ticketmaster was like really annoying and kind of frustrating especially knowing as army that we've been having these conversations for quite a while and i felt like they were like i'm not saying that taylor swift fandom isn't big and i'm not saying that taylor swift doesn't have like wide reach or that she's not like this huge artist because she is but it just kind of felt diminishing where they were just making it seem like no one's had this issue before her or like no fandom has experienced this kind of thing before her. And it's like, no, yes, we have. And we've been like talking about this for years and how awful Ticketmaster is and like, you know, raising our voices about it. And it was like, so you, you don't want to listen when it's the Asian artist, but you want to listen when it's Taylor Swift. So I don't know. That was, um, that was incredibly frustrating um and of course a lot of controversy was centered around the what was that album of the year award um Mm -hmm. at the grammys um let me see who was in the for the nomination so it was voyage by abba 30 by adele unverano senti bad bunny 
Renaissance, Beyonce, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige, In These Silent Days, Brandy Carlisle, Music of the Spears, Coldplay, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, Special, Lizzo, and Harry's House by Harry Styles. Um, so at this point, I'm pretty sure like just about everyone is aware that Harry Styles has won Album of the Year. Um, there was a lot of uproar about this award. Um, a lot of people felt like there were just plenty of other people in this category that were um, more qualified. Of course, a lot of people are saying Renaissance, and there's quite a few people that were also saying Bad Bunny. I should say Renaissance Beyonce, and then Verano Senti by Bad Bunny, right? Um, and But I feel like the weirdest part, the weirdest part was Harry's comment of him saying, like, this doesn't happen to a lot of people like me. And the entire internet has been trying to figure out what he means by that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't even, I was thinking it so loud, but I wasn't even going to like weigh into that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And like being a One Direction fan, like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know where he's going. Right. Like, I don't know if he's trying to say like, like, formerly poor people but i'm like i don't even think harry was poor like i know people were like oh he's from like this certain part of like england and he like used to work in a bakery but then i've seen people in the uk be like it's that's not even like a poor side of the country and like his parents were like all right like <laughs> so i don't like just because you work in a bakery doesn't mean that he was like some like poor like unfortunate soul <laughs> i don't know so like yeah. I don't know. I that that could be wrong. I don't know Harry's economic status pre One Direction, but like even so, like I think I saw a stat that like thirty three white men have won that war specifically, and like only like eleven like black people. It might might have. I don't know if it was. I think it was just black people in general, or was it people of color? I can't recall the stat, so don't quote me on any of this, but it was like a small percentage of like non-white people have won this award compared to like 33 like white men specifically. And so I'm like, so what is Harry Styles saying? Like, is he also implying that like no one poor and white male has won this award before? Because I'm pretty sure in that 33 pool, there's probably people who were like formerly poor who've also won, won this award. So I was like, I just don't know what he's trying to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he's coming from with this. I have seen online some allegations of potentially like queer baiting on Harry's part. Um, I can't really weigh in on that as I'm not his fan. I don't know anything about him. And even if you are his fan, right? Like we don't know, right? Unless someone tells us, but I guess that's just like another open question mark. Cause I don't know if people are trying to figure out exactly what he meant by that. I mean, cause I'm going back and I'm looking at the people who have won this. But I'm like, there's also been gay white men who have won the same award. There's been British white men who have won this award. So I'm just like, I don't know what he's trying to say. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. I don't, I don't hate Harry Styles winning this. Are there other artists who I personally enjoyed? more than harry's house sure but like harry did have a great year i just wish that music critics would 
not let racism play into their decisions for why they choose an artist to win the Grammys, right? Like, yeah. like that article, or I should say the post that you shared, just like sharing these like microaggressions, these reasons why they chose to not vote for Bad Bunny. Like, no one knows who he is. Like, really? That's just factually incorrect. <laughs> like, that's just factually incorrect. Uh, yeah, maybe we can link the post in our episode bio as well so people can read it more in depth. But basically, I guess this writer spoke with um, five different Grammy voters and not, or, sorry, Variety. I guess magazine spoke with five different Grammy voters anonymously um, to explain the reasoning behind their album of the year decision. And like, a, a lot of these comments were very condescending, which isn't surprising, but like, yeah, a lot of them were racist. Like the one guy said he didn't vote for bad bunny because he thinks a lot of people don't know who he is, as you just mentioned. And they offer some facts to counteract this claim. And it says it was the most streamed album in the U S on Spotify in 2022 it spent 13 weeks at number one on the Billboard charts, the most time spent at number one this decade, and his tour was one of the fastest selling tours since 2018. Um, and it says to overlook one of the most popular musicians and apply he's unknown is connected to his um, palatability because he's Puerto, um, yeah, he's Puerto Rican and he refuses to conform to Euro American standards and he has not compromised on language, which I feel like, hello, hello. I'm just going to leave that there, but like underline that part, put it, highlight it. Um, and so it says uh, his popularity is being deemed by how he is received in Euro-American spaces, not the general public. And then someone, okay, get this. Another voter, a music veteran in his 70s, was swayed from voting for Beyonce because she, when she does, quote, she does something new, it's a big event, everyone's supposed to quake in their shoes. It's a little too pretentious. And they even offer a definition of portentous, but it's when a person acts overly formal and dignified as a means to impress. And they say, Beyonce causes mass public opinion, but it's not a flaw that her work is well-received. She's known for being innovative in her rollout of new music. Um, this voting member also said, and this was what graded on me so hard, quote, there's a significant percentage of music I've never heard. It's a lot of work to listen to all of it. I didn't do my diligence, but that's my right, dot, dot, dot. I voted for ABBA. It's your right to not do due diligence as a member of this body that's supposedly so prestigious and supposedly like all encompass like all encompassing of like music culture in the u.s aside from the fact that it's a 70 year old man um which is something else but just like and he's like it's my right to be like ill-informed like <laughs> that is some like facebook anti mm, i saw this on the internet so it must be true type of energy i don't know like that's like the tip of the iceberg. There's so much there to unpack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't need any more proof that the Grammys is like, I don't like rigged or just is not relevant at all. Like, <laughs> um, But that definitely solidified it. Like you're telling me that the people who have to pick these awards don't even have to actually listen to the, to the artists. They just pick whoever they want based off of like, 
some person that they they favor or like some like past like for some older artist like so they don't have to listen to anyone new there's no requirement for you to listen to the albums that are nominated for album of the year i don't think that makes any sense like how can you like you said make an informed opinion about this category if you haven't listened to every single album that is up for nomination and that list is not that long you read all of them there was what five or six like you have time in the year to listen to five or six different artists like you have plenty of time especially if like music i guess this is like insert surprise pikachu meme face here like as the grammys you can't be surprised if your voting body is not remotely representative of the American public or the tastes of the American public, if that even is what they're ascribing to do, or we could say the global public, um, which I think is a stretch, but let's say global public. And then, like, okay, so your Academy, potentially, and I'm not weighing in on Harry's win either way, like, I have no skin or no thoughts about that, like, no skin in that fight, but, like, your voting body, A, hasn't listened to all the songs or albums, B, doesn't really care what's actually representative and only cares about what they already know, and then C, you're surprised when suddenly people aren't watching or it's not relevant or they're only watching clips of your fave and your viewership is down, like, 100% surprise Pikachu face. Like, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. (laughs) I don't know. The math is not mapping, as they say. Like, make it make sense. It is not. I mean, it wouldn't even take, even if you only listen to one album a day, it wouldn't even take you two weeks. So I just don't know why you can say, I don't know how you can justify saying that, like, I didn't listen to everything on here. You shouldn't be allowed to vote. I'm sorry. Like, I I don't know how they're picking these people. Yeah. Anyway. So, I mean, I guess he's, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna no, say No, I was just gonna say <laughs> no, no, no you. Seriously go. This is the car flashing and then the pedestrian gets hit. Just say what you need to say. I'm sorry. No, because I was gonna just change the subject, but so you finish what you were going to say. No, I mean just the judge is technically in his right to say like it's his choice. Like, yes, factually it is, but then if suddenly your institution is no longer relevant, like don't act surprised later. But that's what I'm saying. The whole system is messed up. Like, you shouldn't even be able to say, like, it's my choice to just choose whoever when I didn't even listen to every single, like, every single artist that's on this nomination. So, like, honestly, I'm looking at Harvey Mason Jr. and whoever else makes these decisions to say how someone can vote for a specific category. I'm looking at you funny. Like, you should be able to lay some kind of laws down to say that you have to do X, Y, Z in order to vote. And you do, because we saw in that Instagram post, you have to have, like, a certain amount of, like, albums out. You have to have so many, like, hours of music out. But you should also say, like, in order to vote for this category, you have to at least listen to this album one time. I don't care if you have to make (laughs) everybody come into, like, a building one day. Or over like a span of a month and you have to check off and if you're not here for this training per se, then you can't <laughs> vote. Like you just you just yeah. can't vote. Like you need to listen to this album. You need to everybody can sit in a room together and listen to this album together or separately. I don't care how they do it. But like if you're gonna be able to vote in a category, you need to like listen to the music. Otherwise, like this is complete BS and it's evident. <laughs> 
like I mean, said. we've already, yeah. <laughs> and I guess the whole reason I mentioned Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift before is like, these are things we've been talking about before already in years past. Like you and I have been talking about this for numerous years. And I know there's other people who have been talking about this, but it's really disheartening. Like, but it's also like in the most like strange way, validating to know that like, we're not crazy you know what i mean like this is so flawed yeah i did see now i don't know if this is for everyone but it may have been just for like the beyonce concert like you can't sell your ticket for more than what you bought it at face value and i hope that that's something that sticks for all concerts with Ticketmaster because the exorbitant prices people try to charge when they're reselling their tickets is insane or like that official platinum stuff that Ticketmaster does, like raising ticket prices based on like demand, insane. Like we shouldn't be doing any of this. I hope that there is some changes that come from this whole Taylor Swift thing. Um, I'm not too confident in it, but even if we get like one thing, <laughs> that would be right. at least a little bit happy. <laughs> right, 100%. Well, I don't think we even said BTS did not win. <laughs> they were nominated in two categories, if I'm correct. That was more. Let me check. Two or three? I can't remember. Best pop duo or group performance. It was three. Yeah. Um, which was won by Sam Smith and Kim Petras for Unholy, which is pretty major considering, uh, because Kim Petras is the first transgender woman to win this award or is it to win an award in general at the Grammys? I can't recall, but it's a major win either way. Um, so I'm like, it's hard to be mad at the BTS loss when you have something like this, but I know there's also some controversy around Kim Petras, um, in general. So that's also kind of loaded. But, um, what was it for music video? Yes, so they had pop duo, group performance, music video, and album. So I think album was, uh, via via Coldplay. Yeah. And I don't see the music video one here. Oh my gosh. Okay, here it is. Music video film. Um, it was Easy On Me, Yet To Come, Woman, The Heart Part 5, As It Was. I don't even see All Too Well on here, but All Too Well won? I'm so confused. Okay, All Too Well won. Taylor Swift won. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... I mean, we all know BTS does not need the Grammys at this point. Like, they have surpassed it. Of course, I want them to win because they want that at this point. Yeah. Um, It's great to see them up there with um, some other cool artists, but, like, they don't don't need this award. They really don't. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
I really don't. How many day songs have they won in Korea at this point? The number keeps climbing. It's at a ridiculous amount. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and those awards are just as meaningful. So. Yeah. Uh, yes. I could keep going, but my rant is just the same as it's always been. So I will right. restrain myself. Um, they didn't even attend. Like, not they didn't even like send the Hobie envoy, like overseas <laughs> to attend or something. Like, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure was it. I don't remember because we had like three V lives last week, including JK's like four hour situation um which i i don't i truly do not have time to go into that like <laughs> we need to sleep uh but yeah i have many thoughts um one of them on one of their v lives was like oh we're supposed to travel next week i don't keep in touch with what the company's up to or like it was the most like backhanded like yeah we're not going so i guess i wasn't <laughs> like super surprised but Again, like I like as you said, I want them to have what they want, but another part of me wants them to move past wanting the Grammy, which is like far easier said than done. But I'm like, is this the first step in being in like a post Grammy like situation? Like none of them went out of the seven, like or I guess six, <laughs> like out of the six that are available to travel abroad, like not a single one of them could have squeezed it into their calendars. Like, what does that tell you? Like JK's drunk singing and taking his dog to the vet the next day like it's giving like the gin like sorry we can't we're busy and then gin's like on a farm posting pics of chickens like that's the energy exactly because i'm pretty sure some <laughs> of them had like schedules that were i don't want to say wide open but like definitely available and it was just like no i don't i'm not no why would i go over there just so you guys could continue to like use me yeah use me snub me like no <laughs> not going so i don't blame them i mean honestly remember when didn't they donate like some of their outfits and they were really active doing interviews at the recording academy no one has said this it's not been said but i kind of feel like bts was trying to play the game you know what i mean like you scratch my back i'll scratch yours like if this is what we have to do to like get this award, get this nom, whatever, like the recording Academy and like the Grammy museum got all this like hype. I remember watching like interviews and like, it didn't happen. I know it's not quid pro quo and it's never been, but at the same time, like, was that an attempt to play the game? And now they're just like, F you F this. I'm tired of being dragged along. Like, I don't know. I mean, they did three English songs and that was not enough. And they were hits. It wasn't just like they were just like some like like fuddy duddy song. Like these songs did numbers and that still wasn't enough. So like, yeah, whatever. We've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, they they are like true professionals and much less petty than me, but I might like light that invitation on fire or something, like when it came yeah. to me. Like you're a joke if you think I'm coming after the past two years or whatever <laughs> whatever grammys uh whatever um speaking of crazy news and pettiness um i haven't really had time to formulate an opinion on this because it's been like breaking as we've been talking tonight um and like while we were studying korean right before this like 
Apparently, Bong PD is like throwing his money around, and Hybe is acquiring stakes in both SM and QC. Like, you brought this to my attention. You flagged it. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, first I saw the QC news um, earlier today. So, Hybe, I'm assuming Hybe America, has acquired Atlanta based QC quality control, which is home of Migos, Lil Baby, Lil Yachty. City Girls, if I'm... Is that City Girls, if I'm correct? Yeah, City Girls as well. Um, and to me, this was just wild. Like, it was just really random. Um, so, it says that Hybe is trying to take another significant step into the U.S. music market. Um, quality control will fall under the Hybe America umbrella and the leadership of its CEO, Scooter Braun, which we did not talk about on the podcast, but Scooter Braun is now CEO of Hybe America. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name um, who was formerly CEO, but somehow Scooter Braun has uh, made his way um, up to the big seat. <laughs> and it says um, Hybe America encapsulates SB Projects as well as Big Machine Label Group which Hype obtained through its 2021 acquisition of Bronze Ithaca Holdings. Um, it said Hype has paid $250 million USD in cash and used <laughs> $50 million USD worth of stock um, oh, and issued $50 million USD worth of stock to Quality Control's two co-founders, um, Kevin Coach K. Lee and Pierre P. Thomas. Um... This is pretty big. Like, Hype, Hype's not playing about being global. Um, I mean, those are, like, really big-name artists. Um, all of which are, like, putting out music right now and, like, talking the charts. Um, so, this is pretty big. Um, are we very... about to have a City Girls Weavers channel? Oh, my God. <laughs> It's just like, period. <laughs> oh my god. Please. Actually, that would be so freaking funny. Like, a Weavers Live with, like, Carisha and Santana, and they're on there doing their little thing that's... that. Oh my... Actually, can we have that? That would be so funny. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> I need that. I mean, you were talking about the musical collaboration potential oh earlier God. when we were talking, but I'm just like, hold on, who's coming to Weavers now? I just thought about that. That's actually hilarious. Please, actually, I need that so bad. Those two are so funny. I need to see that. I need to see that. Oh my God. If we get Carisha, please, but like on Weavers. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm joining that group. I'm joining that community. <laughs> um... <laughs> Your Weaver's cash is about to, like, woo. <laughs> oh, my God. And then in other news, um, I've been seeing some things going on lately involving SM and, like, Lee Su Man trying to, like, depart from the company as, like, the production head. Um, or maybe, I don't want to say this wrong. He's trying to, I believe, sell his stock um, but still have, like, some kind of production stake in SM. Um, I think he still had, like, a contract with them that they would still be, like, using his production company. I don't know. For some like, 
SM is like moving away from that. They're like, yeah, we need to diverse and like do these other big things. So there's been some controversy lately. Like one of the CEOs of SM is Lee Soo Man's nephew. So there's like family drama involved in this. Um, <sighs> they like violated some agreement they had with each other. And so Lee Soo Man's not feeling it. So here we are here today where we get these news articles that Hybe is like considering um, acquiring some stake in SM, um, like in conjunction with Lee Soo Man, which is going against the wishes of the co-CEOs of SM um, who were trying to partner with Cacao, if I'm correct. Um, and so this was like breaking news. Um, there was like speculation about if Hybe was actually trying to um acquire like some shares in sm and then it was released that i was like yeah um we are thinking about it we will uh let you know within a month and then it was literally like a few hours later <laughs> that news came out um that hybe has in fact um purchased 14 point i'm sorry yeah 14.8 percent of sm entertainment shares for over um 334 million dollars um which makes hive the agency's largest shareholder <laughs> i uh, swear that like i said this to you earlier bonky is trying to be like the walmart of <laughs> like i don't know pick your company that's maybe less ominous but like he has his hand and literally literally absolutely everything and everyone right this like qc news sm all the other acquisitions that have happened since they went public like bonkers truly bonkers i just think these statements are are interesting so lee sumit and bong pd which can we even call him bong pd anymore because is he technically like i don't know what his title uh, yeah is. yeah the the pd <laughs> title is gone but like exactly i feel like calling him like his name is just incorrect. <laughs> I know, right? He's like Cher. Like, it's Bong PD. Like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so here's the statement. SM and Hybe have decided to join hands as to push both agencies to the status of game changers within the global popular music industry. Together, we will maximize the global competitiveness of K-pop and strive toward a future-oriented lifestyle platform business. Um, Hive labels emphasize the company strongly aligned with Lee Suman's vision and innovative ideas like the metaverse, sustainability, as well as SM Entertainment's move toward a multi-label structure. Hive also added, in such a turbulent environment, such as the global music market, SM Entertainment was the key agency which revolutionized Korea's music industry and allowed for its sustainable growth. The agency paved the way and established a firm foundation for K-pop to spread across the globe and planted the idea that K-pop was a new music genre to consumers around the world. That's interesting because to me, that rhetoric sounds really positive, but you shared an article with me later that was far more negative in calling it a hostile takeover. So, like, what is that? I mean, I did, I saw the article, but I didn't, like, read it in depth so let me 
read this to possibly correct what I said earlier or just to like keep it straight. So Hybe's going to fully cooperate with SM Entertainment structural management revisions. Um, Lisa Mann, who terminated his producer contract with SM Entertainment last year on the premise that he would receive management royalties for the next three years, will remove the clause of the contract as a demonstration of his willingness to cooperate in the restructuring of SM Entertainment's internal affairs, which is what his nephew and the other CEO wanted. Um, but initially, Lisa Mann was like, um, that's not cool. So he did this. Various SM Entertainment affiliates intend on transferring their shares to high labels as to also show their cooperation in the company's reorganization. In response, high labels will make substantial investments toward increasing the potential and efficiency of SM Entertainment's internal management. High labels will proceed to publicly purchase independent SM Entertainment shares owned by shareholders at the same price that Lee Suman shares were purchased, offering shareholders the highest available price for the sales of their shares. I saw that at some point, Hybe's trying to acquire like 40% like SM stake. I don't know how true cool. that is. Um, wow. That's a lot. So here come the co-CEOs, though, and they denounced Lee Suman Bungie's latest move <laughs> as a hostile acquisition. Um. Oh, gosh. They said that back on February 3rd, like this is literally just days ago, SM Entertainment announced plans to enter its new key phase, SM 3.0, transitioning from a single producer to a multi-production, multi-label system. But as soon as this new phase was announced, it is being reported that hostile merger and acquisition attempts are being carried out, attempts which not only undermine SM's so, uh, much deliberated decision but also the values of SM Entertainment which it has built up alongside its artists all these years um, so they are not they're not vibing with this <laughs> they wanted to partner with Cacao um, they said it was necessary to fulfill the components of SM 3.0 I'm not sure why cacao specifically but i don't know if it matters now if hype has the largest stake in sm yeah i don't know how it works i don't really it probably depends on the company i don't know the setup in the u.s that well but like what percentage does he have to acquire to have like day to day like operating decisions under his power or like voting sway, right? Is he already there? I mean, what does 40% get you that 14% doesn't get you from a practical matter, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know, like this could either be really good or really bad. <laughs> Well, well, honestly, I was muted while I was listening to you describe the article, and in my head, I'm like, is Bong PD, like, bored during retirement? I mean, he's not retired, but, like, he could be. Like, what? what's the motive? Why would Bong PD want to get involved in this, like, messy situation? He has enough money. He has international sway. Is it because, like, SM was paving the way, as the announcement said? Is there some, like like saying you own a part of k-pop history like what's the business case for this 
versus like just doing it because you want to do it and stir some stuff up like i don't know <laughs> i don't know kind of sounds like i was just trying to rule the world i do it all mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i'd say one for the money <laughs> yeah punk me just dropping cash <laughs> everybody cold. say a oh a exactly stone cold cash like i'm just imagining people just pulling out like cases and just showing yeah (laughs) yeah when you said i think you were talking about the the qc deal but they were like 250 mil in cash and then like stock options blah 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 i just envisioned like bong pd rolling up with like uh motorcade of like cars just filled with money (laughs) guys with suits and like briefcases like uh handcuffed to their wrists or whatever (laughs) i've seen a few too many action movies but yeah (laughs) very interesting i'm wondering what this will entail i don't think there's enough details to like fully understand what that means for them having stake in sm um so i'm really interested to see how this works in the future especially considering that like I don't know. Army isn't just about like any other SM artists don't vibe with those like fandoms. <laughs> just like, <laughs> well, what does this yeah. mean? What does this mean for us? <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm Everyone, just curious. put on your like smiling faces. The like long distant relatives are coming over. We have to like <laughs> hide our crap and get along. You yeah, know? and like for a good reason. So. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know and then i'm like what does this mean for like jyp and yg yge <laughs> your face i know people can't see you but your face really says it all right now like most perplexed expression i've ever seen well like honestly like when is he gonna stop is he also gonna buy like <laughs> jyp and yge like Again, like, I don't know, the Walmart analogy is a poor one, but, like, what's the plan here? I mean, because they didn't, they didn't buy YG, but they also work with, they have some kind of strategic partnership yeah. with YG as well. Well, the back of all of our albums say YG. It's like, like yeah, distribution like on the merchandise back. or whatever, their artists yeah. are on Weverse, so. What does that mean? I is there, like, K-pop antitrust law? Like, how, you know, like. In the U.S., if one company gets too powerful, in theory, it can be broken up or mergers and acquisitions can be blocked. Like, are any of our listeners, like, Korean entertainment law lawyers? Yes! Like, how how does this work? Yes, there has to be some, like, international, like, corporate law, (laughs) like, experienced people out there somewhere that could, like, explain this to us in baby terms. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say that, like, Reddit channel that's, like, explained to me like I'm five years old. Like, that's what I need right now, because I honestly cannot keep up. Because, like, I kind of get it. I just don't know what this, what this entails. But Bunkby's not gonna tell me his plans for real anyway, so. Like, who saw this coming? I, I personally didn't. I feel like they've been in talks for a while about whether I was going to acquire his shares or not. And I feel like I just didn't say anything or they were kind of like, 
no. So I'm like, why this really quick and sudden decision? Like it was just days ago that they were like, yeah, we're we're working with Cacao, and Lisa Man was like, psych. No, we're not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess only time will tell. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. Uh, I guess better bon- better Bong PD like making business deals than like getting in trouble for going on vacation. Cough, cough, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I mean, whatever he's doing is like working. Um, he, he seems to have a hit on his hands with new jeans. I don't know if this will like continue to happen for him. Um, I know it's not him specifically, right? Like a door's its own label, but it's under Hybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, we'll see how long new jeans last. Like, that's a whole other conversation. We need to talk about that later. But anyway. <laughs> Um, we'll see. Only time will tell. I mean, BTS haven't even like fully all. They, only one of them has gone on to the military. Like we have not fully seen the impacts of like an industry without BTS yet. We only have one member gone. Like we're still getting solo music. They just had a whole movie out. Like, let's give it some time before we start talking about like. XYZ artist is the new BTS or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I have some edgelord thoughts here, but yeah, keep them to myself. Um, Speaking of a movie out, I guess that was our original topic. We were like half an hour. Haha. Um, our original topic for today. Do you want to move on to that? Let's do it. And I was kind of thinking, like, we, we did a concert recap before, right, when it came out, so I don't we think did. we need to be super in-depth. We, we didn't? No, we did. Oh, okay. I I got confused. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, well, actually, this is the perfect segue, even though it seems random, because I went with my friend slash coworker. I've referenced her in the past. Um... I had to postpone. I thought I was going to miss it because I had COVID. I was so sad. So we gave away our first batch of tickets. But then we ended up being able to go with the extended run. So I saw it literally just a few days ago. Um, But it honestly felt like a new concert. Like, I'm sure it's aging poorly. But if you remember that movie from 2004, like 50 First Dates, where like, you keep reliving the same day or like every day is fresh. Like, did I know the set list for the yet to come concert in Busan? No. Had I watched it two other times? Yes. Was I excited as every song came on? Also? Yes. (laughs) I have plans with another friend to go and see it again this weekend coming up. And like, is it going to be fresh again then? Yes. Like (laughs) I honestly, it's alarming. Like I, it's alarming. I'll end my rant there, but like, the fact that I cannot remember details. But then, like, ask me about a quote from, like, Bridesmaids from, like, 10 years ago, and I remember. So it's, like, super selective, and obviously I care about BTS, so, like, why can't I remember the set list? I think also... We technically saw it twice online, right? But the first time was yeah. so bad. It was so bad. True. And then it's totally different watching it... Um on weavers than it is watching it in theaters like it also just true. 
it was a completely different experience. So that's probably why you're like, it's not sticking with you. And I don't know, was this, could you watch this any other time? Like, could you watch this on Weverse for free, like a replay or anything like that? I don't think you could, right? This wasn't available they to watch. Do the replay, they did one because we right, watched they did, it one time, and then they, there was the one replay. Right, yeah, that's what I mean. They it. did the one replay, but like you couldn't watch it again any other. I mean, time. sure, allegedly online, but I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, sure, allegedly. <laughs> um, one I'm, may Google, one did not Google, but one may. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's probably why it's so fresh to you. Like that was what October. True true yeah you're right you're right you're making me feel better i just feel like you have such a good memory like when we joke about the outfits and stuff and like remembering song orders i i need to like come up with some kind of game plan here because the neurons are fried like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the problem is my uh my memory like database is like 75 percent bts events and I need it to be a little bit less so I can remember some other stuff. So. I haven't actually, yeah, I have an actually embarrassing allegation. Well, not allegation, it's factual, but it's embarrassing. I'll share it. You and others warned me numerous times to transfer my stuff over from VLive. We had a two-month window. I had a week at the end of the year where I did nothing. I was like a human vegetable. And I still forgot to transfer my stuff. And the period is over. And I emailed and Weverse Life was like, yeah, no, you had a two-month period. And part of me, like, wants to be mad. Like, <laughs> do you know how much money I've spent? Which, like, they don't care. They don't give a shit. But, like, I have, like, years worth of stuff since 2016 in there. Right? And... I was like, I'm a 2016 army, which like, again, they do not care. They do not care. But like, there's part of me that wants to be mad, but I can't even be mad. Like I had two whole months and I still forgot. It's like, if it doesn't catch me at a time that's like good for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll come back to that later. And then my brain is just like, like, I'm mad at myself. But anyway, this isn't about that. And we're short on time, but like speaking of bad memory. I'll be bitter about this when I'm 95 years old. Like, I I have no excuse. Really thought you had done it. Like, I would have reminded you. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at anyone. Like, why would I be? There's no right. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, Siri, play Forgetful by RM, where he doesn't even remember the song that he, like, who he wrote that song for, as we discussed. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to get my life in order is basically the key takeaway. When you were talking about like 75% of your memory being full with bong ton, like in theory, so is mine, but like, what's the other 25% doing? Because it's not serving me in any way. Like, I'm so frustrated. Anyway, we were talking about the yet to come in Busan movie. I'm so sorry, but yeah, I'm really sorry on all fronts and always. Uh, um... Yeah, I saw it the weekend, uh, opening night, but I saw that weekend with a few of our friends, and it was great. Again, I went to that bougie uh, theater that I went to last time to see the one in Seoul. What was that? Permission to Dance? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was great. Um, no complaints. Um, great experience. Lounge shares, food, 
I didn't have any drinks, but I didn't need it. I was turned up without the alcohol. Um, <laughs> it was it was a great experience. Um, good atmosphere. No one doing anything crazy. Real chill. I enjoyed it. I will say, like, seeing it with the benefit of time. Well, I guess, I don't know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, maybe what I know now is coloring what I was watching then. But, like, I remember us talking, like, Bong Chan is always bringing it. Like, the rent is due. And, like, they were dancing so hard. And my friend kept commenting, like, how good their voices sounded in this performance. Um, which I remember also thinking back then, but like now that we have the context of like the military announcement, um, and like them knowing that it was their last group performance for a while, like we, we didn't really have that context before. So I don't know if it like certain things seem sharper because of it, but I did notice like how top tier this performance was like across the board. It seems obvious in retrospect, I guess, is my key point. No, I agree. A lot of things started making sense, especially those mints. Um, now that we have the context of them going off to the military at some point. So, I mean, even then we were like, all right, like <laughs> J-Hope's mint. We were like, OK, <laughs> like, what are you saying? But it makes... um a lot more sense now um now that we know that like Jin was going off first in the military and the rest are going to follow at some point um and like looking back at Jin it, he really played it off well if that makes any sense like he kept it together quite well they all kept it together well if you think about it but i mean he really didn't give any indication that like of what he was going to do. Um, so I commend him for keeping it together. Yeah, I'm amazed that none of them were like really crying. Like I think we talked about that before, but I was amazed about that again. Um I forgot how quickly Run BTS came up. It was like the second or third song. And I was like do I not get a second to, like, work up to this? Like, you're just going to drop this year and, like, expect me to be okay? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Okay. I also, like, I felt like the concert set list, again, this was me being like, I don't remember the set list order. It was really playing with my feelings all over again. Like, we go from being so hyped. Or we're, we're, like, being soothed by vocal line. They sound so good their voices were insanely good in this performance and then like we go into rap line and I'm super hyped and then there's this like drop back off I didn't even write it down but like into sentimental songs and I was like okay they play spring day like towards the end like young forever I was like no mm -mm. yeah um Actually, hearing Run T hearing Run BTS now, like it was really exciting then, be because we were like hoping that we were gonna get choreo for this song at some point. But hearing it now, like after the kind of impact it's had, and like 
you know, the little run on TikTok of like everybody pretty much doing that dance. Like I was 10 times more hype hearing it now than I was the first time. So I was like really excited to hear that one. And yeah, it was definitely a lot of ups and downs in that concert. Like we're like turned up for run BTS and then they get like really chill with the vocal line, like you said, and then we're turned right back up <laughs> with the rap line. <laughs> Thought I was going to fall out of my seat at one point. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts i was having like i literally at one point was like i demand compensation and in fact i'm entitled to compensation for like what minyungi is like doing in this performance like feral screams anytime like any member of the rap line like came onto the stage anyway no like i genuinely thought i was like at the show like i was going bar for bar with them like, <laughs> like i was going like <laughs> I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to compare anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um. What did you think about the editing? I thought it was a little bit like overly sentimental. That like flickering camera reel at the end, and then like we were commenting the cut scenes were so quick. Like instead of focusing on any one person. It was, like, jumping around so quickly. Like, it never focused on any individual member for, like, more than three or four seconds. And, like, there's a lot to cover. I get there's so much happening on stage when you have, like, seven people. But it was a little bit, like, jarring to me, I think. Um, and I was just, like, confused. And them like, blurring out the faces in the crowds, which I know they sometimes do. But, like, it's like we always say with, like, music bank shows or award shows here. Like, less of the crowd. I know we're cute. I know we have our army bombs, like, show me BTS. <laughs> and they're always, like, army to it is, like, a funeral, like, you can't laugh. <laughs> so I feel like I shouldn't be laughing at this, because it's not supposed to be funny. But why are they made it seem like Jin died or something? <laughs> like, it wasn't that serious it shouldn't have been that serious i don't know why they were trying to do this like it was almost like that grammy style like you know when they do that montage of like everyone that like died in the last year (laughs) that's literally what i was doing in the movie like it was not that like the guy just went to the military he's coming right back like he just posted on weverse i swear he's fine like why are we doing this montage again why is bong bong why is god trying to like play with my emotions that way like my emotions are raw and they're like rubbing them even more right it's like truly salt in the wound like I'm already sad Jim's gone you don't have to like hammer it home in like 15 different ways like I get it I am so sad because you don't have to make it sad like the situation itself is already sad but they the way they were like overdoing it ma- yeah, don't <laughs> invoke re- my emotions for all their like in retrospect it made it comical <laughs> I was like actually sad I, I I mean talking about it now I can laugh like I was sad but it's like low grade manipulative or something like, exactly I was sad when I was in there but then I like thinking about it now I'm like <laughs> why are they so dramatic like I was so dramatic I saw a post the other day and it was like, oh, I can't remember what the tweet was. Oh, I can't remember what the tweet was. It was somebody, like, commenting on, like, Yoongi's absence when he was getting his surgery. 
um and like life goes on and like at one point they like thought yungi died or something because of like the dramatics that hyde was doing with yungi like <laughs> do you remember that hologram yeah <laughs> why the f- did they have a hologram of yungi? <laughs> that is something that people like do when somebody is like quite like dead pretty much like like they brought back like Biggie or like Tupac. Like it was not that serious. The guy was gonna come back soon. Like we are so spoiled. Like we had to have a hologram of Yungi come out. And then like the way the hologram came out, it looked like he came out from like Heaven's Gates. Like it was like all white. They were all dressed in white. And he like pulls up in his hologram. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny, but it was like time does too much sometimes. <laughs> it's not that serious. Like the guy was okay. He just had shoulder surgery. Uh, yeah. Why are they so dramatic? (laughs) And especially in the case of like Jin's enlistment, like, yes, objectively, I'm very sad about it. And I waver between being like, it will be over so quick. And like, it's 10,000 years. Like, when will my husband return from war? Like, quite literally. But like, every single. Korean man with like few exceptions has to go so it's not even something like that out of the ordinary you know like sucks for me but it's kind of like and I'm not endorsing it either way but it's like a fact of life right like why are we like it's definitely sad right I'm not saying no one can be sad over these things or whatever (laughs) it's just Hive's antics that are just funny I have a yeah. question in my notes, and I think we're already to the end of my notes because I was like weeping and like writing things down. There's actually like truly an ink smear that might be like a water spot. Were you writing this down in the theater? No, because it was dark. But like immediately <laughs> when I got home, I was like, okay. I do it while I still remember because I'm like, I can't remember anything. See prior comments. <laughs> and my notes is like, forget new experience every time. Like, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, I wrote it down right away because I was like, I'm going to forget this. So, I Need You was in the credits, but I, when, when was I Need You? Like, it showed in the movie credits, but, like, was it part of a medley? Did I just, like, black out because I was demanding compensation from Yungi? Like, what? Is that the beginning? Because there was, like, run. No. I don't recall. Yeah, I don't even remember i can't remember but my friend was also like when was i need you so i don't know maybe they didn't do it i don't know mandela effect (laughs) um yeah that was it for my notes half a page anyway it was very cute it was a great concert always love a special thanks to army at the end very yeah sentimental um i know we like pretty much paid to see these concerts twice but i'm like whatever just have it so i can have at least two hours of pure joy right (laughs) i brought that up with my friend because i saw a tweet i was like i saw people roasting army for like paying and paying multiple times to see a concert that was free and my friend was like arguably it would not have been free for you she was like you would have had to fly to korea so in retrospect this is the cheaper option and i'm like i like how you think the like thinking you know gift but 
like it's true. clown face, it was free. But as you also rightly pointed out, like it's so different seeing it in a huge theater screen. Like how else are you going to replicate that energy other than going to the concert? And they had to make that money back somehow. <laughs> so. Like when Yugi was rapping about his flow job and other at Al, flow job at Al, like it just hit me all over again that there were like government officials in the front row at this like concert. And, you know, frankly, I don't care. You can't control my. Like, I just. Him starting the song off being like, this is my time, I was like, oh, he's gonna snap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, rest in peace to that song. When he was like, we're putting it down after this, I was like, no, no, no. Exactly, I'll let this song go after this. But why, sir? You don't have to. <laughs> no one was demanding that of you. Exactly, you All can pick good. it back up. It's okay, like. All good. I won't say anything if you, like, want to do it again. <laughs> I mean, I get why you said it, but come on. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. It was a good time. Yeah, I love BTS. <laughs> when we were, this is a, I guess, parting comment or final thought unrelated to the movie, but when we went to Armies Who Travel when we were at dinner beforehand, you influenced me to purchase these three keychains and they arrived today. That was the fastest sell of any shops ever. Like, you could be an influencer for real. I mean, I guess we kind of are, but it doesn't feel that way as we've discussed in the past. I like, am fumbling the bag, I guess. Get a drink in me and I'm like, yes, I will purchase this item. <laughs> like, <laughs> no boundary. Like, sure. <laughs> smacks the card on the table three times like yeah yeah my phone setup is top tier right now <laughs> i guess because i didn't explain it for our listeners they're like bts keychains so i got one for each of my biases and so like the namjoon one has the fish bread the yungi one is a tangerine charm it has like their name and like a little charm and the jimin one is like a chick I put Jimin on my AirPods, so anyway. Yeah, I mean, you put a little sticker on the back of your phone, and then you have a cute little accompanying keychain. Um, yeah. And then I have this, like, case that is like a photo card holder. And so this is just a very K-pop phone right now. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I'm ready to like make a call and just have like key rings jingling everywhere. It's like getting tangled. Like <laughs> I had to take Sorry. off my keychain specifically for this conversation because I was like, it's just gonna be really obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, plot twist jokes on you. It's actually my AirPods, which should be functional, but are not. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is gonna be wild to edit. Oh, and it's got to be like two hours long. No, up. it's it's like. Only like an hour, like less than an hour 30. So we could really cut it here. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Sensational. Woo! It feels like we covered three hours worth of content. We'll listen back and be like, is this at 2x? Like, why is it so fast? <laughs> exactly. Well, 
that'll do it for today's episode of Girls with Fun. We will see you next time. Bye.